Hey, welcome to the Student Ministry Podcast by LifeWay. We are super excited for our episode today. Man, I can't wait. It's gonna be it's gonna be a great conversation. But before we get to that, if you haven't left a rating and review, would love for you to do that. It'll take you 30 seconds. It helps other people find the podcast as they search for student ministry related content. It also lets us know what you think of the podcast so that we can continue to improve it for you, the youth pastor, youth ministry leader. We do this thing for you. So we want to know what you think. All right. Also, just as a side note, if there are any topics you'd love us to hit, people you'd like for us to have on, drop them in the comments too. We'd love to follow that. Chase down those leads, as they say. Uh, with me today is producer Nathan. Nathan, how are things in your world? They're great. How about you? Yeah, going going well. You, uh, you're in a different place today, not in the normal studio. So a little, uh, we got a little echoey there that was that was like yeah, awesome. it, i don't know why it's echoey that's strange this is this is the, <laughs> what will become the new uh, new studio it's under renovation oh, so. i like it i like it uh i like that it gives a an added effect to to your persona <laughs> behind the mic um so without further ado i want to introduce you to who we have on the podcast today we have the skit guys, Tommy Woodard and Eddie James. They have a new movie coming out May the 13th, releasing nationwide in theaters. It's called Family Camp, and we are excited to talk to them about that movie, the process behind it, and some of the stories of how God put it all together. Without further ado, you know them as the skit guys. I would love to just first say thank you for being on with us. We really appreciate it. I just want to say a couple things that people probably, while they know you as the skit guys, they may not know former youth pastors. Yep. Uh, they may not know that you both serve in leadership roles at your home churches when you're not on the road and traveling. So would love to hear, just start off and talk to us about your youth ministry past and kind of what you do now serving in your local churches. Oh yeah, I'll okay. go. I'll go. Sorry, uh, this is Tommy. Uh, yeah, so our our friendship started in high school and uh, quickly got into our student ministry. So our serving in student ministry actually started uh, probably my freshman year in college and Eddie's senior year in high school. Uh, we were serving in the student ministry by uh, by doing skits. Uh, you know that's how it all started, and uh, you know the idea of doing skits for a living was about as, you know, made as much sense as juggling for a living. Like you just, you know, it didn't, didn't happen, you know? Yeah. And, um, and so we both, uh, we both went into student ministry and, um, we were blessed, uh, the, the summer, one summer we were able to go out to uh, Saddleback church and serve as interns there. Um, I came back home, uh, not for any godly reason, but because I had a girlfriend at home and uh, was not going to stay out there. And Eddie actually stayed out there for seven years and cut his teeth on student ministry okay. out there. So that's, Eddie, what would you add to that? Um, that is, uh, that is pretty good. Um, yes, I, I ended up staying out at, at Saddleback. Doug Fields was my mentor and my boss. Um, I started out as an intern there and uh, became a, a bona fide licensed youth pastor out, out there at, at California. And yeah, I think that's where I cut my my chops in student ministry and had a ball doing it. And it's a huge machine. And then got home, Tommy went back to uh, Texas uh, after those seven years. Um, and uh, the phone started ringing. Tommy was a youth pastor in Frisco, Texas. 
and the phone, it was crazy. Like we didn't, we have never sent out any advertisement on us. There's never been a mailer that's gone out to any church since 1997 on us. Like we've never done it. It's all been word of mouth. And it started out as word of mouth when I moved to Texas and it was our youth pastor buddies going, Hey, uh, you want to come do a skit over here? You want to come over? We're like, okay, okay. So it's, it's been, it's been really crazy. So that's, yeah. that's been kind of our journey in all that. So it's safe to say that you guys through your ministry with skit guys, uh, have been in front of millions. Like that's a, not a, a ministerial exaggeration. That's <laughs> reality <laughs> now after yeah, yeah, all yeah. these years, which is amazing. Yeah. True. You've uh, authored books together, over a dozen books together. Your last book on friendship, which I think is uh, is a really, really needed topic today. Something that you guys, uh, obviously, a strong friendship is kind of the basis of your ministry. And we're going to get into the like the super exciting project that is kind of the reason we're doing this podcast here in just a minute. But just to kind of give youth pastors who may not be as aware of the skit guys. What do you, what do you attempt to do when you go into a church and maybe for a student ministry or summer camp ministry? What is it that you want to see happen? Great question. Um, I I think when youth pastors have us in for a conference or I mean we just did we just did some things in Tennessee uh, mm. for their youth evangelism conference and they divided it up into yep. three different states or four different states I can't remember um, but that was that was amazing that was great um, so whenever we get invited to a conference or something like that or a family night um, um, we know our jobs is is to hopefully. Uh, make them laugh and and also point them to God. I think that's why people bring us in is we are that beautiful appetizer, uh, right? You know, right before the speaker or, you know, right in between music and something like that. Um, so we, we love what we get to do, but I think if someone would have us in, that's probably a, a good way to describe it. We're the, uh, I wouldn't call it entertainment, but we are going to say things in a different way that probably students uh, haven't heard. Or if they're used to our videos at their churches, it's like, hey, we get to see them live now, that type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Ben, I can, we uh, like to say that we're pastors more than pranksters. So, mm, you know, you, you kind of, when you, when you think about skit guys or you think about Christian comedians or whatever, it's like, oh, what are these guys going to do? It's going to be crazy, you know? <laughs> and I mean, we, you, you, people will laugh and have a good time, but there's always, there's always a point to it. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's something from afar. Uh, we've never met in person. That's something of, of, from afar I've pre- appreciated about you guys and what you do. Uh, I've been in several venues where you guys have have been the appetizer to, to use Eddie's to use Eddie's phrase, and you you have always made people laugh, and you have always connected it back to the main purpose. Uh, and so I can attest to that having been in the audience. So youth pastors listening, if you're not familiar with the skit guys, they absolutely do that. So check them out that way. But in theaters nationwide on May 13th, your latest project is going to be out there, a movie called Family Camp. Uh, Tommy, I'd like to start with you and just where did this idea come from? How Take us back to the very beginning, you and Eddie sitting there. Hey, let's do a movie about Family Camp. 
I'm sure I'm sure it was just like that. <laughs> yeah. But tell us tell us the genesis. I mean, then there's really no reason to talk. You just really said it all. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, no, it's it's really the the heart of this. You know, the the desire uh, to make a movie was always there, but but to a degree, it was kind of that dream you have that you think will never really happen. You know, um, I've said. You know, real men want to play in the NBA or the NFL, but we wanted to make a movie, you know, and yeah. and and those things seem just as crazy as anything. And then they started making Christian movies that were in the theaters, you know, prior to Fireproof, uh, somewhere around there, you know, the movies were, you'd see them only in churches or on a college campus, but all of a sudden now there's movies in theaters. And so at that point we kind of went, hey, we might, this this isn't as unattainable as it seems, you know? And the beautiful thing is we spent time trying to figure it all out. Eventually, my buddy Eddie here, uh, man, he's praying one morning and he literally just says to God, God, it, it's it's yours. Like we're, we're, we're not going to, people were saying, hey, why don't you crowdsource it? And why don't you this or that? And those things are all fine to do. We just, that wasn't for us. And, yeah. and so Eddie said, you know, God, it's yours. If you want us to make a movie, you're going to have to do it. And two hours later, Eddie gets a phone call uh, from an acquaintance. It's not like we knew all of these great, you know, big, like, like it was an acquaintance who we really love, but they don't do a ton of things with. And this guy just says, hey, have you guys ever thought about, well, he said, have you guys ever thought about making a movie? Because that's the way he talks. And, and Eddie <laughs> he used like, to work well, in life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jason. Yeah. Jason. Jason Ellenberg. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Jay, I know yeah. Jason well. Yeah. Great guy. And, you know, Jason's like, have you ever thought about making a movie? And Eddie's like, well, yeah. And then Jason said, well, I need to introduce you to someone, you know, and, and he introduced us to someone. And that person is one of the people who are producing this movie, connected us with Sony Provident, uh, got us connected with K-Love, like all of that happened because of that. So when you talk about how this came about, you can't overlook the God element of placing it in God's hands and trusting him with it. Yeah. So out in theaters nationwide, May 13th, it's called family camp. The first fully full length feature film for the skit guys. Eddie, as you now look back and it's done and it's about to be out. What do you think audiences will love most about this movie? Well, I hope, um, I hope that, we were the first faith-based, family-friendly comedy. So normally, faith-based movies are a two-ticket thing, you know. And normally, it's the it's the wife going, "Let's go," you know, and mm -hmm. the husband's yeah. going, "Okay, okay, all right, okay, let's go." <laughs> um, so this is this will be the first movie that has the potential for a family of four, six uh, to go. This is a, a broad appeal, so it's the first one like that, and we're excited about that. If you've watched any of our skit guys movies, mini movies that we do for churches that they have three things and it's our secret sauce. Even in our live shows, it's humor, heart, and him. We grew up on John Hughes movies. We grew up on sitcoms mm -hmm. in the eighties where, uh, sitcoms made you laugh. There was heart to it, but there's also a point to it. Mm -hmm. Um, so we believe in humor, heart, and him. And this movie family camp has all of that. We've also tried to add hope to it because after the, the couple of years that we've had, we know families need hope. We know we need to get out of the house. We know we need an opportunity to sit together and laugh together. And uh, 
And what I hope with that hope is families can leave the theaters and mom, dads, uh, if youth pastors, there's youth pastors renting out theaters for their, for their student ministries to go to along with their families. Um, I hope you all can be heroes. I hope you can leave the theater doors and there was enough humor that wasn't a bait and switch that wasn't raunchy, that wasn't blue, yeah. but you're leaving the theaters going, you get to be heroes for a little bit because if humor does break down walls for truth to enter, there's going to be some great conversations of some of the things they've seen from all age demographics. Yeah. Uh, Tommy, the character that you play uh, in the film is uh, a busy, has some busyness issues. Um, the character you play is a little bit, reluctant at first to embrace this whole church family mm -hmm. camp kind of thing. I don't want to give away too much, so I'll just stop <laughs> right there. Um, but you're kind of going after, I think what student and it's, it is funny and y you do treat it in a way that I think, and this is that I think is both respectful to dads as well as challenging in some areas. Cause a lot of things will just throw dad under the bus, right? Um, but there, but you do, you guys do a great job of having that hope in there and that respect for, for dads, but you, you have this character and he does have this reluctance and does have this busyness. And I think you're going after, as I took it in a real issue that churches are, are facing just with the busyness and the family and this idea that, Hey, sometimes we got to stop and hit pause and reset this thing. Having played that character and serving as a staff member in your local church, those issues colliding, I'd love for you to talk about that busyness issue and the importance of your movie saying, maybe it's time to pause and reset a little bit. Oh, well, first of all, Ben, thank you. Thank you for your kind words. Like um, you, you've, you voiced what the goal was. Um, we had a, a screening, uh, an early screening of this. Uh, uh, one of the audience members said, thank you for making real characters that, mm. you know, that, that nobody's perfect in this movie. And so we tried to do that with every one of the characters. And so uh, my character, Tommy Ackerman is, yeah, he's, his flaws are that he is, he is busy climbing the corporate ladder, you know, and, church is an afterthought and realistically family is a bit of an afterthought for Tommy. Uh, he thinks things are just going to fall into place. And, uh, fortunately he, uh, he's blessed with a, a great wife who's uh, very discontent with that. And, you know, because he's made so many mistakes, he throws this thing out of, I'll do whatever you want, you know? And she's like, how about we go to family camp, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's the last thing he wants to do. I think where people will relate to Tommy whether you are a, a man or a woman or a business person or not a business person, is that we're all busy. Uh, I mean, for yeah. the most part, with a few exceptions, we're probably busier than God intended us to be. Uh, you know, if we have a God that says, be still and know that I am God, if we have a God whose ultimate idea was to create a Sabbath and say, hey, at least one day a week, you need to just do nothing. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I, I don't know many of us who are turning our phones off for a day uh, to, to have a Sabbath and really just rest. And so I think, I think most people can relate to Tommy's busyness, you know, yeah. and hopefully what we've done with this movie, and I believe that we have, is we've shown through some very humorous elements, um, the, what's left behind that, that family gets left behind if we're not intentional in what we're doing. 
And, and uh, as a movie, we were very intentional in making these dads not doofuses. Um, both of these dads, you see their faults, but they're not bumbling idiots. You know, they right. are not the brunt of the jokes, you know. And so there's a real intention to that. We've said, and I, it's completely true. The only person who preaches in this movie is the pastor. Every other message that comes out is, is through just watching things play out in a very natural and a very humorous way. I think yeah. I answered your question. I may have just rambled on. You you answered it perfectly. Eddie, your character from the very start <laughs> is is quite the character. Mm-hmm. Um, did you, how was that to play for, is that like a hidden person <laughs> inside of you? Or is did that come naturally? Talk about uh, you playing your character and what, what it was like to play that role. Oh, um, I don't know if I, it's me, um, but I, I look at it as like it's a cross between Ned Flanders from The Simpsons and <laughs> Michael Scott's awkwardness. Like, I mean, it's just Michael's, you know, Michael Scott's character. I mean, he's a, he's a good he's a he has a good heart, but he just says really ridiculous things and he's just ignorant. And I, I think Eddie Sanders is very, he has a really good heart, but he's just awkwardly ignorant mm. as far as how he says it and what he does. And then when you add the religiosity of it, it's just it's very over the top. Um, yeah, I I I sh- I I grew a beard like this, grew out this mustache, and so I came to set. Uh, the week before rehearsal, you know, rehearsals before we shot. So I had the mustache and I brought these glasses and, and they really were like, uh, Hey, just play it, Eddie, just play it. You just play it, Eddie. And I'm like, no, no, I'm going to, I'm just trust me. I don't know where it's coming from, but just trust me. I'm going to put on the glasses and I'm going to have this thick mustache and this Magnum PI mustache, and we're going to go for it. And, and I, and I'm glad I stuck, I'm glad I stuck to that. My insecurity wanted just to go, okay, yeah, I'll just play it me, but I'm so glad I did. Yeah. I'm so glad, you know, we, we created a character. I think kids are going to laugh and the, his heart is good at the end of the day, but yeah, it's yeah, covered the with mustache a lot of church play. stuff. The mustache yeah. plays. It was a good, it yeah. was a good call. Yeah. Uh, it is, one Eddie of the Sanders is one of the funniest characters you'll ever see on a movie. Like he yes. cracks me up. Absolutely. Well, one of the lines, and you talked about Eddie's heart in this. And one of the lines is God doesn't make junk, including mm. me. Yeah. What does that mean? Translate that for, for us. Like, what does that mean to you as you played that part? Uh, I, I think as a teenager growing up, um, I did. I felt like junk. I, I felt like mm. I was on a, you know, a performance hamster wheel, um, just doing the dance to get the hug, do, doing whatever I needed to do to get someone to like me. And also being very, very afraid of hurting anyone's feelings, um, saying the wrong thing, doing the wrong thing. Uh, so if you grow up like that in your teens, and I think that's why I loved being a youth pastor, um, which, which, you carry on those things into youth ministry. So I was so great at shepherding people. I was, I was awesome at loving students because I was never dealing with myself, you know? Um, but in youth ministry, you, you found almost this great ecosystem to, uh, to not have to deal with any of your problems, but just take care of people. And so there's probably a prevailing trail, uh, from my teenage years into my thirties going, Um, I, I honestly feel like junk. I honestly can't do enough. And then student ministry, you can work so hard and be, and just 
be the king of the mountain at times for God. And, and, you know, you're watching things grow and you're doing some amazing things, but somewhere in my thirties, it really was this thing of, uh, maybe my early thirties just going, I got to deal with this. I, hmm. I do feel like junk most of the time and God doesn't make junk. Ephesians 2 10 says we are his original masterpiece. We're his workmanship. I don't feel like his workmanship, but that's more of my feeling than it is uh, scripturally sound. I mean, God has said it. I just need to believe it and unpack some of my baggage that I keep carrying around. Yeah, that's good. That's something I think that teenagers, youth pastors listening to this. There, there are some youth pastors that are doing everything they can in ministry to try to make up for that or to yeah. get rid of that, that, that junk feeling. And so you're, mm-hmm. you spoke some real truth to us and, and I, I pray we we listen to that. I think that's at some level that's something that we all kind of look at and wrestle with along the yeah. way. Tommy, I, I'd love to hear from you. I would this question for I'd love to hear both of you answer it. Tommy, we'll start with with you on this one. Your personal faith in regards to this movie and the process. Uh, I've never never been in a, in one in a movie. I'm sure there's a lot of a lot of work, a lot of struggle, a lot of grinding, a lot of celebration moments, a lot of, is this going to work moments as you saw it all come together. And you even mentioned the story of just saying, God, if you want us to do this, you're going to have to do it. How has your personal faith grown throughout this process as you made family camp? Yeah. I, um, that so many ways. Um, the, I'll, I'll say this, um, as, as a teenager, uh, when I when I was 18, I went on a mission trip with our, my youth group, and it was the very first time that I was able to use my gifts and talents for God. Performed in this mm-hmm. little church in Mississippi. Uh, after it was over, this sweet little lady came up to me, and she she grabbed my hands and she said, um, "The Holy Spirit spoke to me tonight through what you did," and mm-hmm. I'd, I'd never heard that before, and um, and I wanted it, you know. And we talk about calling, and I believe in calling. Do I believe I'm called? It's one of those things that you try to figure out. I, I don't know. What I do believe is I've been chasing that moment my whole life that that God would use whatever I have and that the Holy Spirit would speak to people through it. You know, when I came home from that trip, I went to my pastor and asked if there were Christian actors. His answer <laughs> is very dated, but his answer, uh, he was a Southern pastor and he said, well, yes, Tommy, um, have you ever heard of Ebb from Green Acres? You know, and Green Acres was long off like the TV by then, but it was right. in reruns. And so I did know who Green, who Ebb was. And I knew, oh, there are no Christian actors. OK. And uh, <laughs> at that point, as an 18 year old, it wasn't like a big dramatic. Oh, my goodness, I can't do that. It was really a just an opportunity to go. Oh, OK, well. I won't be an actor I'll, I'll, because mm-hmm. I want to serve God. And I want, I want the Holy Spirit to speak to people's hearts through what I do, you know? And so you, you fast forward the tape and, and God was so sweet and kind to me to, to allow my buddy Eddie and I to make short films and to perform. And, um, and yet there was still that thing in the back of my mind, you know, as even as a grown man, I would watch real actors that were my age and be like, I wonder if I could have done that. I wonder if I could have done mm. that, you know? And so you, you fast forward a little more and you realize that 35 years after I said, okay, I, I'll, I'll give up this dream. Um, God very graciously gave it back. 
And, um, and he did it in God style because had I pursued an acting career, nobody's lives would be changed and nobody would be coming up saying, Holy Spirit spoke to me, but he gave it back to me with my best friend in a way that I believe families are going to be healed through this Mm. movie. I think they're going to find hope. I I think they're going to laugh together, you know? And so I get very weepy and it's honestly, it's very difficult to talk about because the most important thing to know is what, 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 when you ask me about my faith is where I am at this moment is to go, anything you give up to get closer to God, it's not a sacrifice. It's an investment. Mm. And, And he never overlooks it. And so where I am right now is I'm in the process of evaluating what are the things that I've held on to rather than giving up to him? And, and what would it look like if I continued to give them up to him? You know? Yeah. Wow. Mm. Eddie, what about you for that? How has your faith been impacted through this, through the family camp journey? Then I'll, I'll show this to you all since nobody else can see it. But um, basically this is one of my journals. Um, that, you can't okay. really read that, but what, what that says, do you remember an actor named Jamie Farr? from from mash he played clinger i think do you remember any of that is that hit a bell for any of y'all <laughs> i remember only young? the show mash okay so that's well, that's that was, as far as i get <laughs> okay well that that's that gentleman's autograph he was an actor and when i was in california i worked at saddleback church uh in youth ministry doug fields was my mentor um uh, that would be a whole other podcast. Um, just learned so much from him. Everything that I, everything that I do, I, I really learned from that man. Um, uh, with that, I was going to this community college and I took a screenwriting class and, um, I can remember it's like 1992 and Jamie Farr's daughter was in there and she's, you know, cause we would act and we would write scripts and she's going, you're so good. You're such a great actor. And I'm like, Oh, thank you. Even back then I was like, no, I'm not, I'm really not. I'm not, but um, we're in a, we're in a class of 30 people. So it seems like I am right. Cause none of them want to be exuberant or be effusive. <laughs> so you stick out. Right. But she's like, you're so good. I want you to meet my dad. I want you to meet my dad. And, Keep in mind, MASH just ended like in 88 or something like that. So we weren't too far away from the heyday of MASHdom. Uh, And so Jamie, so this Jamie Farr's daughter invited her dad to, uh, to the college class one day and um, Jamie Farr shakes my hand. So, so that autograph right there was that day, was that day. You're so my daughter's mentioned a lot about you and do you want to be an actor? And, and inside, Gentlemen, I really did. I wanted Hollywood was an hour and a half away from Orange County, um, from Saddleback. Yeah, I wanted to be an actor, but I had this calling on my life that I couldn't escape. I, I wanted to help mm. students. I, I wanted to. I wanted to build my life into them. And Jamie Farr, you know, he gave me the autograph that day and was like, "Hey, if you ever, if you ever want to do that, just let me know. I can help you." Blah blah blah. And I got in my car. I, I told Tommy this story to answer your question. I told Tommy, I we've been friends for 30 years. And it, only up until we started filming did I tell him this story because mm. it was so crazy, Ben. It, it was so, it was so just no, it doesn't even make any sense. But I got in my car with Jamie Farr's autograph that I just showed you. I got in my white Toyota Corolla in 1992, and I'm going down the street back to Saddleback, back to the church. 
And I went, God, I really want to be an actor. I really want to do that. But God, I'm not going to. I I have a calling on my life and it's to mm. serve you. And I'm going to serve you with everything that I am. And and I, I remember saying out loud in my car, it really would be great. And there's no concept of this, Ben. There's no concept of this as, yeah. as of yet. Um, it really would be great if if there was something like that where you could where you could be a Christian and you could do movies and you could do TV, but there's not. So God, it's mm. just it's a crazy thought. So but God, I've I've been called to you. And I told Tommy the story when we started filming. It was so holy insecurity, holy craziness. But I really did feel like in my car that afternoon, I swear I heard it in the passenger seat and it was, they'll come to you. Hmm. And I remember hitting my brakes and the 405 going, they'll, they'll come to you. And again, it was a day and that day never happened up until we started filming, uh, two years ago. And I was like, Tommy, we're in Guthrie, Oklahoma. And there is, there is over, I don't know, close to a hundred people. Sony Provident is here. Producers from Hollywood are here. They believe in skit guys. They're watching our, they've watched our ministry. They they're, they're buying into us. They came to us. Mm. I, I mean, it was, I've never thought about it until we encroached on that piece of land doing family camp and was like, Holy moly, they came to us. Yeah. Hollywood came to us. And so all that to say, Ben, long story, medium length, Luke 12, 48, to much is given, much is expected. Um, I heard that for the very first time as as Doug Fields one day was being prayed for over the student ministry. And someone said it out loud, and I was like 21, 22, and someone said, to much is given, much is expected. And they were laying hands on Doug Fields as, and they were praying for him as he was going to be the next, you know, uh, youth pastor there at Saddleback. And it always hit me. Spider-Man's uncle said, to, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. It's the same thing. So to much yeah. is given, much is expected. That's what's in my heart. If they came to us, oh my goodness, what a huge responsibility to live that out. And what does that look like if we get a chance to make more movies like this for families? I know that yeah, was a long I, story. I hope it was. No, worth it. that's awesome. It was <laughs> always for sure. It. It, and it, you know, my only regret is it took so long for you to tell me about it. But I uh, also <laughs> that day, Ben, was when Eddie came up with the bumper sticker idea. God is my co-pilot because he knew he was right there in that seat. <laughs> <laughs> I <right>. wish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. So that's you guys, awesome. uh, as I, uh, as I watched there from the very beginning, I was like, Tommy, this is the, the character that plays uh, Lee Allen that plays your wife in the, in the movie. Wife. Yeah. Um, it's like, I know her from somewhere. <laughs> where do I, where do I know? Well, it, it's because the ages of my kids, I was like, Oh, uh-huh. it's the mom from good luck. Charlie. It's, 100%. So I have that show has been multiple times in my house over the years because of the, mm. <laughs> of the ages that yeah. my kids were. So I'd love for you to talk about how uh, all of the other cast members came together and what the dynamic was like with you guys, obviously a very Godward ministry focus. This is where we're heading. What was the dynamic like with the team uh, of actors and actresses that came together for this? Man, we were so, so blessed 
Um, and, and this process has been, it's been such a learning process for us. You know, we, you know, there's probably a part of us that thought, well, we'll just ask somebody and they'll come do it, you know? Um, but there was a lot of, a, a lot of actresses that said no, you know, mm. and I won't throw anybody under the bus. There's some uh, that I, I hope regret saying no, but, <laughs> but, uh, Lee came and auditioned like, like she loved the idea, you know, and she came and auditioned and she just crushed it. Um, and uh, the character of Grace that she plays, it was uh, probably written a little sweeter, a little more uh, demure. Uh, and Lee just, she's a strong woman, you know, and mm -hmm. there's no chance she's going to be playing it that way. And so, you know, Lee was the one, and I think Eddie would agree with me, like when we, when we first gathered to meet our movie families, uh, mm -hmm. we did this family game night uh, that the director mm -hmm. set up. And so like, walking in you're seeing all these people that you've you've never seen in anything and then there's right. lee allen baker that i'm like you my kids watch good luck charlie i'm like oh yeah. gosh that's i've watched her and laughed at her you know <laughs> uh and she was from the very beginning just perfect she mm -hmm. she raised the bar for all of us you know mm -hmm. um and we had these great opportunities throughout filming to talk about faith you know, and, and Lee and I would sit down and talk about her faith journey. And, mm -hmm. you know, she grew up in the Baptist church and what her experience was like and, and the difficulties that she had with church, you know. Um, and although she has very high moral standards, you can look at her body of work and go, she's done nothing that you, you would be embarrassed of, you know, yeah. because she has high standards. Yet there's been Christians who have, you know, knocked her down because she was an actress and that was it, you know? Mm. And so what's so beautiful was we got to spend a month with Lee encouraging her and showing her that, you know what, there's Christians that love entertainment and love encouraging people this way. Um, Eddie's wife, uh, Gigi, uh, great actress, you know? And, and I think last year she got the award for best actress in a Christian film, you know? So talented, so sweet. And then you've got four kids that are just amazing. Um, you know, the, the kid that plays my son, he's one of the characters in the movie Minari and, and did just an amazing job. The girl that plays my teenage daughter, Cece, is going to be one of the greatest actresses you ever see. Mm. She's just so gifted. And then Eddie's two kids, um, uh, Elias, who plays his son, uh, is just amazing. He's a, he's a little Einstein. He's like super smart and very funny. And then the girl that plays his daughter um, is about to be uh, one of the stars in this big, huge Netflix show. I mean, yeah. it's nuts what God brought together. And then what's beautiful is it was not a requirement for us to have Christian actors because we on our sets have people who aren't believers. We think it's a great way to encourage, to, to yeah. witness, you know, but God brought together all Christian actors. And so it was a great opportunity to be praying together and to grow our faith together. That's cool. Well, I, I love what you guys have done here and what the Lord has clearly put forth in motion. And uh, May the 13th, nationwide release in theater student pastors find out from your local area how you can connect to those theaters and would be a fantastic moment that week to mm -hmm. advertise in your student ministry if it fits your context work to rent the theater get families together talk to your senior pastors about it uh this is 
a really great opportunity to bring families together for, like you said, like you heard Tommy and Eddie say from the beginning, this isn't going to be like a bait and switch religious movie. They're going to have fun. They're going to enjoy it. They're going to see hope and they're going to, they're going to walk away with a, with a joyful, joyful experience. Uh, I'll Eddie, I'll give you uh, just a second, kind of close us out here and give us a big takeaway from walking through the movie process. And just again, what you hope happens as families engage with family camp that opens May 13th. Well, Ben, we, we, we will lower our standards to be entertained. Hmm. We will lower our standards to be entertained as, as youth workers, as, you know, pastors, we, we find ourselves watching a lot of things to be entertained. And we talk about, did you see, you know, we'll whisper, did you see, we will lower our standards. Um, and, and, uh, we being former youth pastors, we, we know that, uh, pizza nights were, were for a reason. You, you invite, you invite, you invite people that don't know Jesus. Uh, I feel like we've made that type of movie. You can invite someone that doesn't know Jesus and you're both going to have a good time. Uh, this is a great opportunity. Um, there's a lot of people that would not go to a lot of the, uh, faith-based movies that are out there. Um, this is a good, this is a good one that you could go to. You're going to laugh you may tear up a little bit and it's going to point you to God. There's enough stuff in here that's going to point you to God and go, Oh, that's something I can work on. We all have hurts. We all have habits. We all have hangups. This movie does all of that to where you can go away going, okay, there's some stuff I can work on, but I, but I laughed. I, I enjoyed it. I had a really good time. That's, that's our hope that you go away a little bit changed, but you have a good time doing it while you're there. Man, I think it'll happen. And uh, like you guys said early on in our conversation today, this is this has the opportunity to be a great conversation starter between families, between people who don't know Jesus. And uh, we'll pray alongside you that it happens. Tommy and Eddie, Thank thanks you. for joining, being a part of the podcast today. This has been another episode of the Student Ministry Podcast by Lifeway. Check out Family Camp nationwide on May the 13th.